As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, the show we've all been waiting for, Paranormal Buzz Radio is proud to present REP Paranormal and Friends with your hosts, Kim Purvis and Allison Robinson. Live every Thursday night on Spreaker, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Be sure to check out their Facebook page, REP Paranormal Busters. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of Paranormal Buzz Radio or its sponsors. Use of any material produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is strictly prohibited. For information on everything Paranormal Buzz Radio has to offer, visit our website, ParanormalBuzzRadio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to the night of REP Paranormal and Friends. Uh, sorry we're running a little late. We had some technical difficulties, but we got it all figured out here. So thank you for being patient with us tonight. Um, we have a special guest. We have author uh, Joshua Dumas on tonight. So welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Started back to work, so kind of getting a little bit normal here. <laughs> <laughs> how about you? How have you been holding up uh, oddly i don't think my life has really changed that much because of the virus just been kind of uh staying at home a little bit more than normal but other than that it's actually been pretty smooth for me that's good yeah. that's good well you've had uh time to probably do some more writing i'm assuming oh yeah i'm working on my uh, next book already uh, across the river um 
if I wasn't so um, hard on myself, I'd probably be done already. But uh, fortunately, every time I read it, I keep um, adding and cutting. So oh, yeah. hopefully I'll get it done sometime. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. All right. So some other books that you have um, written um, are Larissa Go Center and then the Spooky Tales, St. Augustine, Florida, which is the Spooky Tales ones is actually the one that I have gotten through. I haven't gotten through the other one yet, but it was actually pretty good. A lot of uh, small stories that kind of some of them kind of keep you wondering in there, which is pretty awesome. Well, I mean, when I moved to Florida um, several years ago, um, one of the first places I went to was St. Augustine because I was a big time into like these little historic seaside villages. And then when I went there, it was like the culture, the ghost stories, all the different locations. I mean, the people were very big on letting you know, hey, this is what goes on here. And this is here and that is there. And I was just in a whirlwind where like thoughts and ideas just kept like popping in my head like all day long. I could not get enough of the stories and things like that from the people there. So it's just, you know, it's incredible and very easy to write considering how much people told me about the area. Oh, that's so. awesome. Like, I never actually would have thought of, you know, a lot of places in Florida. I hear of other places, but I guess I haven't really heard of any places in Florida. So that's awesome because, yeah, you do have a lot of um, good little short stories in there. And then you have the one, now the Larissa in there, is that tied into your other book then, that story? Larissa Ghost Hunter, I think, was more based around the idea of my uh, nieces, because um, I've always been into ghosts and haunted houses and stuff like that, going all the way back to when I was like five years old. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking at my nieces, how they get along. It's like one of them is like daredevil, not scared of anything. And then he, her older sister is like polar opposite, scared of everything, wants to be left alone, but at the same time feels this need to protect her younger sister. Mm-hmm. So the story was just more of the, you know, the older sister being like dragged along with her younger sister into these like horrible situations of investigating houses that are rumored to be haunted in town. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like playing off from how my nieces were when they were like eight, nine years old and like 12, 13, when they were younger, it kind of like played off from their personalities and everything else. So it just came along just very natural for, you know, probably how most siblings are. One's kind of dragged along, and the other one is kind of like, oh, God, I don't want to do this, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. It is like that. I can tell you that my uh, youngest one likes to drag my oldest one into things. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully not into haunted houses or anything like that. Um, no. I have taken my oldest one on an investigation, a paranormal investigation, and she did okay in some spots, but other places she's just like, nope, ain't happening. I'm staying in the safe room. You're not going to take me there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> My youngest one, she's kind of interested in it, but I haven't been able to take her yet. We'll see. Maybe someday she'll go when she gets a little older. But um, So what got you into writing? I think a lot of it probably started back like when I, out of, maybe not like most people, but for me, probably started back when I was like five years old. Because in Randolph, Maine, that is my first memory of ever encountering a ghost. Where we lived in this house that was built in like the late 1800s. And I remember I'd wake up in the middle of the night and he would just be sitting on the stairs. And that's all he would do. He would just sit there and look at us on the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we moved to this town, Whitefield, where we had a creative writing class in like second grade. Where you know you write about Transformers and G.I. Joe and stuff like that. 
And the teacher's like, don't look on your friend's work. Don't copy your friend's work. Write your own stories. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, you know, where I moved from, there was this ghost that used to watch me sleep and da 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 da, you know. So all of a sudden it's just kind of like writing and ghosts just kind of like all like mingled together, you know, into like this thing where I would start telling people about it. And then I'd have friends who would say, you know, this house over here, we can ride our bikes over there. And it's like, okay, yeah, we can do that, you know. Hurt my ankle because my foot fell through a floor because it was like some really old farmhouse that any place else probably would have been ripped down. But uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, we can go in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, back back door. All we have to do is just lean on it a little bit. It pops open, you know, and it's like, so it's just kind of like all evolved really together from Randolph's haunted house to just, you know, people being people and writing stories. So it just kind of all commingled. That's awesome. So. That is awesome. Um, let's see here. They're asking again, how old were you again? That's what they're asking. <laughs> when I saw my first ghost, I was five years old. Now, if you talk to my parents, they'll tell you things of like that I was like three years old listening at the cellar door to um, voices. And my parents said that, you know, we'd ask you, you know, what are you listening to? And, and I'd be like, shh, 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 shh. I'm listening to them talk. I'm listening to them talk. Uh-huh. But, but, you know, I always say five years old because that's my own personal memory of when I saw my first ghost. Mm-hmm. But my parents told me that, you know, no, you'd listen at the cellar door and you know, you would hear that and you would come and get your grandmother because you'd say the ghost just opened and closed the back door and he went down into the cellar and, you know, you'd freak your grandmother out because she'd go check the back and then she'd go check the cellar and uh-huh. there was never anything there. But, you know, that's what they told me that I was doing was these, I don't want to say weird things, but, you know, for three, four years old, it's probably strange for a kid. But, mm-hmm. but after my memory wise, it was probably five years old with the guy who sat on the stairs. Oh, wow. So... And even then, nothing against parents, love parents, uh-huh. but they'd always, they'd always say, no, 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 no such thing as ghosts. It's your imagination. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, I'd find out, you know, years later, my parents would be like, oh, yeah, yeah. We first went to that house, the ghost would walk across the floor and we used to go downstairs with a baseball bat to make sure somebody wasn't breaking into the house. And after a while, we'd just be like, yeah, it's just the ghost coming in and going out of the house. But, you know, to a five-year-old, it was, it's your imagination. Oh, yeah. Then, then in my 20s, they confirmed that. No, 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 you, it wasn't your imagination. No, no, there was at least two ghosts that were living in the house with us, you know. And it's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was kind of that same way, too, when I was younger. Um, my mom is just slowly coming out and telling me more things. You know, I could remember, you know, probably between the age of five and seven, you know, a dark figure by my bed. And then as yeah. I got older, about fifth grade, there was two. And, um, I used to talk to them. I know I used to tell them, what do you want? And stuff like that. And my mom had told me that I used to talk to them a lot. Sometimes I'd be laughing. Sometimes I would cry. Sometimes it sounded like I was talking in a different language. And then recently she told me when I was about two years old, out of the blue, I'd just come up to her and go, when can I go back home? And my mom thought that was a little strange. And she never asked me, you know, what I meant by that. But every now and then, I would just come up to her and be like, when can I go back home? Or I'm ready to go home. So did you I, move at the time or anything? or huh? Did you move or something around that time or anything? No, or just... I lived in that house 
until from the day I was born till I was 20 years old. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, it's just, it was insane. She just literally told me that, that I uh, would say that to her. And her, one of her friends is like, well, did you ever ask her what she meant by that? She's like, no, she's like, she's like, I didn't want to like spook her or anything. She was two and I didn't, you know, I didn't really think of anything of it until later on when she saw that I was having all these other experiences. Yeah. So. Plus also, for some parents and people, I mean, the paranormal is not exactly the easiest uh, things to deal with. Cause I mean, I have a friend, she's like 40 years old mm -hmm. and she refuses to live in a house that um, isn't like freshly built or built within the last five years. Oh wow. Well, the ground could be, there. Yeah, she doesn't. She didn't like it when I told her that. that <laughs> the, the age of the house doesn't matter. I mean, it can just kind of show up, you yeah. know. And you exactly. could go buy an antique, and it could be something attached to the antique. And mm -hmm. yeah, she refuses to discuss it with me now. So, <laughs> <laughs> telling her all the possibilities of like how her freshly built house can, you know, have roommates. You know, she she wasn't pleased with that. So. Oh, I bet not. She's probably like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she probably doesn't get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night anymore. Probably so. not. Or has to have lights on or something. Yeah, her kids are probably braver than she is. Like, mommy, you don't need to turn the lights on. You know what to hear and there. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, not. mommy does. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So, um... The book that I was reading, there was a couple of them in there that I was just going to kind of discuss a little bit that I thought were pretty cool. was actually, um, if I can read my writing, you saw, the, I'm pretty sure you saw my questions online. I, have... I did. I mean, I, I can't. <laughs> can you read them? I, I barely ever handwrite anymore, so I can just imagine how bad my writing is at this point. So. <laughs> I, well, I come over here to use Kim's computer because I don't have one. So it's like, oh, I'll just write it down. And then I look at my writing and I'm like, I can't read it. I'm glad that for work, I don't have to write anymore. I can type all the procedure notes on the computer because otherwise they would have a heyday. Um, oh, it's see. okay. Huh? I've, written a, I've written entire outlines on my phone and emailed it to myself through my phone. So it's like I oh my gosh. don't really any notes. So. Maybe I should do that, but then I have a lot of typos, too. It's terrible. Like, it's really bad. Uh, let's see here. Um, the Deep Love one. Now, I thought that one was pretty interesting. That's the one where the guy's at the bar. Right? Is that the one? Oh, yeah. Yes, that one. Okay. Yes. Sorry, I was thinking of the uh, different one about the basically the guy who never left his house. How he oh. still lives. Um, okay, yes, the Deep Love one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, how he is at the bar, and then he talks his friend into going to, because he misses his, was going to be his fiance. Yes, and then they had an accident, and he becomes, um, I guess he just, he refuses to move on, mm -hmm. and keeps seeing her every place and stuff like that, so, yes. yes. That one was very, that one was very interesting. I mean, like, how did you come up with something like that what you know oddly when it comes to that one 
all the others, is, they kind of like all tie into like specific locations and all this other stuff, uh-huh. you know, like, you know, the Ford out front, you know, I've had some things happen there, the tour at the jailhouse, you know, some things I can't explain there. But that one there, it was just kind of like a mixture between walking by the cemetery over by the welcome center and then they have like this little bar about halfway down that looks like it's bent down st james um street that looks like it's been there forever because they don't i know they have electricity in there because they have cold beer but they don't have any like lights and stuff as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93% of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com/podcast that's indeed.com/podcast terms and conditions apply lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess ah in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like that, everything uh. that cares and supposed to be set back in the day. And... I just remember I just came up with it one day when I was like trying to hurry back to my car because it started to rain and pour. And I just kind of started thinking, like, you know, thinking about, oh, you know, this guy, you know, he's just kind of like sitting in there. And, you know, and then I just kind of like the first version was probably boring, where it basically just kind of ended with him kind of like just passing out at her grave, you know, sobbing about how much he missed her and stuff like that, trying to on his way home. And then it just kind of like evolved with, you know, because. You know, when you lose somebody, you always have somebody that's like trying to, you know, you need to move on. You need to be happy. You need to let go, mm-hmm. you know. So all of a sudden I had his friend, you know, that's trying to like get him to move on and trying to point out all these, you know, girls in the bar. And and from there, it just kind of got a little creepy of him actually wanting to dig her up because he thought, yeah, like, I hear I hear her. She's alive. She's down in there. And, you know, and then, you know, I just kind of got to the point where I'm like, hey, the guy's in there. What do I do with him now? You know, uh-huh. it's raining. He's in there. Eventually, he's going to realize that I'm in here with a skeleton. Right. Oh, so it just kind of like was a slow, steady evolve. I think I probably rewrote that story probably like five or six times. Oh, wow. Because every time I just kind of like, that's yeah, kind of boring. You know, yeah, you know, I can see the guys sobbing on their way home and people, you know, always going by and, you know, stuff like that. But then it just kind of, it kind of replaced a different story I was going to include, but the one I was going to include actually is more true story based in Maine. But I was just going to change the location, but I was like, I don't know. I want to stick to locations that I know of for a fact in St. Augustine and, you know, stuff like that. So, 
So that one just just kind of like popped in the head one day out of nowhere, really. So probably actually one of the creepier ones in there. <laughs> so yeah, that one. Yeah, that one was just like, oh my gosh, this is like so intense. And then when you're like describing it and everything, and then what happens at the end, I'm just like, holy crap! It was awesome. Well, though. I mean, I liked it, but I was like, it was just you know. Well, I think. I think in the beginning I started, you know, when I first started like writing stuff, I started to more of like the happy ending, you know, even with ghost stories, trying to make things more happy ending. And then I started like going back to the whole, when I used to read a lot of like the uh, Grimm brothers and stuff like that, where I was mm-hmm. like, you know, every story doesn't need to have a happy ending. Every story doesn't need to have this. You can actually write the whole story and have them sitting there hoping for a happy ending. And then just all of a sudden pull the carpet out and be like, boom, this is it. <laughs> yep. Yes. Sorry, you know, if it was a movie, the bad guy just won, and you're sitting there like, why? The bad guy never won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another one that I liked was the um, the Mary one. With the little girl, they move into the house, and she meets Mary, and when the mom sees her, though, she looks like a black bird. That one was intense too. Thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, Mary Walker. Yes. Uh, yeah. I actually, yeah, just kind of tied what she was doing with a name. Um, one of my trips to St. Augustine, I was staying at this, um, like the Cozy Inn Suites, and I uh-huh. was staying across the street, and it had a view of the sidewalk out front. At least the um, townhouse I was staying in had a view of the street out front because there's halfway between like the village and the jailhouse. Mm-hmm. So there's always people walking by. And then it's like one night I'm like sitting up there and I'm just like looking down at the street because, you know, you go there, everybody's talking about ghost tours and ghosts here, ghosts there and stuff like that. And I'm like looking out at the street and I'm like, I wonder who's a ghost. I just saw a person walk by. What's the possibility that person is a ghost? And then you have some people that are dressed gothic and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, the second night I was there, I was looking down. I think it was about 3 a.m. You know, my son was asleep and everything like that. And it just seemed like I kept seeing this lady in black walking back and forth on the street. Oh. And I'm like, I couldn't see if she was anything with her. I mean, I don't know if she was actually a homeless person or mm-hmm. what the deal was. But I was like, she kept walking back and forth. And then it was like one time I looked back at my son, making sure he was okay. And I couldn't have looked away more than a second. But all of a sudden, like, she's gone. Like, Where the heck she go? She was just there a second ago. She couldn't have, like, all of a sudden started running. And then, you know, a little while later, I go to the bathroom, I go back, I look out the window. There's this lady walking again. And then, not to sound like a wuss, but, you know, I swear that she looked at me, and I swear that I she looked at me and just kind of, like, smiled, and that her eyes kind of looked red. And I don't know. It might have been the lights. might have been something. But all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bed. I'm like, I I don't think I'm going to stay up now. I'm going to go to bed because... That's just a little, little creepy that this person I saw keeps disappearing and now she's smiling at me and like I could have swore that her eyes looked red and I'm like, yeah. And then like the whole next day I couldn't get it out of my head and the next day I was going home anyways. I left in the afternoon, but um, in the morning my son was taking the bath. I'm in the bathroom using my phone and I'm like taking notes and I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, well, I can't say son. I have a son. I don't want to jinx him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> girl was outside playing and you know <laughs> there you go jinx the girl <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I jinxed some girl I don't even know. I don't want to jinx That's my right. son. Say, you know, like, like you'll never see his name appear in a story, even though I might have got the inspiration from him. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And uh, single parent. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, single parent. We'll make it a mom, I'm, you know, there you go. instead of a dad. So it's like sitting outside, just moved to St. Augustine. And I was just thinking, like, what if I did move to St. Augustine and, you know, kids out front playing? And then there's this person that I saw last night walking back and forth. And I'm like... Yeah, it just kind of gave myself chills when I was like thinking about that lady and I just couldn't get it out of my head. I mean, but like I said, you know, kind of like the disclaimer for, you know, people who are ghost hunters, you know, there are these possibilities. It could have been this, this and that. However, in my mind, this is how I remember it. There was some creepy lady who disappeared, reappeared and looked at me smiling with weird eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I mean, it could have been a logical explanation. I went to bed. I didn't uh, go downstairs to say hi. <laughs> so, yeah, it just kind of evolved from me seeing that lady. I'm like, I, I don't know. So, that's that's intense. Like to see something like that and then write a story. You know, make up a story about it. That's that's pretty awesome. <sighs> Well, when I moved to Florida, I kept telling people that, you know, I want to move to St. Augustine. If I have to live any place, I want to live in a coastal historic city. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so the whole moving to St. Augustine and everything like that, it kind of all kind of fit into what I was thinking about doing at the time and then seeing this lady. So it kind of like all the pieces just kind of fell together. I just had to fill in a lot of the uh, little blanks for the actual story part. But a lot of it kind of runs parallel with the uh, lady being the inspiration. So awesome. Um, I don't think I wrote this one down, but another one um, was one where they were dared to do that race, that run. And they only had so much time to do this run in, otherwise, they got stuck in the past. Yeah. Have you, you haven't been to St. Augustine, you said. Um, when, when you go down St. James Street, it's strange. It's like my first time there, everybody was like dressed up as like pirates and um, I don't know if I can say winches and, you know, stuff like that, like period clothing, everything. And then when it gets late at night, one half of the, of the strip, it's like there's no lights. It's like all of a sudden it's like dark, dark, dark. There's no people really because everybody seems to stick to the light part of the street. So it's like, you know, like walking back to my car because you have to walk through the dark to get to the parking garage. So, you know, you're walking back to your car. All of a sudden, you know, you're looking and it's all dark. You see these pirates like staggering up and down the little alleyways and walking in the streets because there was apparently there was some festival mm-hmm. going on based around uh, pirates and, you know, that time period. So it was like. And then this around the same day, they also had like this reenactment of a war that happened on the street. And they said, yeah, all these kinds of people died here and all this other stuff. And, you know, and then once you get back to the edge, it was like all of a sudden you had the parking garage lights, the welcome center lights, all these lights. And it was like this line of darkness where it was like you had Duval Street pitch dark on uh, the ones, uh, not Duval Street, sorry, I'm in totally long locations there. Um, St. James Street, like pitch dark by the uh, two pillars that kind of marked the entrance to the uh, strip. And then it was like all perfectly lit up and nice. You know, you had your security guards and people walking around and stuff like that. So it was, you just kind of sit there like, man, I'm like, teenagers must come down here and run this. 
It's like, you know that, you know, you hear the stories about ghosts, you see people walking around on the strip, and you're like, they disappear, and you're like, you don't know if there's somebody that walked into a store, or if maybe you just actually saw something out of the corner of your eyes, because, mm-hmm. you know, kids will, they hear some places haunted, you know, kids dare each other to run, or go inside the house, like, mm-hmm. run in the floor, through the living room, out the back door, you know, and people, like, sit there shivering, it takes them an hour to do a two-minute run, and I'm like thinking... Local kids must dare each other to run this because mm-hmm. you know, can't help it. It's pitch dark. You know, you know everybody's saying there's ghosts all over this place. And like kids must be dared to run this thing in the middle of the night when mm-hmm. it's extra, extra dark. So I'm like thinking that'd be really cool. Imagine if they ran it, but to find out as soon as they crossed over at a certain date, they went back in time. But in order to get back to modern time, they have to complete the run, mm-hmm. or they get trapped. You know, so I was like, that'd be cool. Because, you know, and that was my whole thing. Like, kids dare each other. You know, they have to run this. I actually had an email from some lady. Her name was Amy. Um, saying that they actually had more kids running down to Vall Street right now. And she said that she thinks it's because of my story, The Run. Which, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, it could be the virus and they just have nothing else to do. But she said, no, all kids are like running in the middle of the night and people are getting mad. And I'm like, um, I just wrote back. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what to do. Or I don't think it's my fault. I'm like, it's just a, you know, it's a spooky thing. And I'm sure the kids like run through it, like, you know, cemeteries and haunted houses. They dare each other. Mm-hmm. But I think she might have heard of my story and thinks that it's my fault. And I'm like. I don't think it is, but if it is, I'm sorry. Hopefully, all they're doing is just running down it for the laugh. I'm like, um, <laughs> <so>. hopefully, <laughs> yeah, you know, Your stories probably come, come to life I, like the Goosebump movie. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for the idea, I'd have to explain to a police officer why, uh, 45-year-old man is double-daring somebody to run into a haunted house. I would probably be daring people to do weird things at this age, but I don't know how I would ever explain to a cop why a 45-year-old man is double-dog-daring another 45-year-old. <laughs> run into that haunted house and out the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to steal a beer from my mom and dad for you to do it. You can buy your own. Just run through. You know. So. But... Um, God, I'm probably giving really bad ideas to kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm yeah. sure they'd probably do it anyways, regardless. So <laughs> I stole a beer from my dad. If you run through the house, I'll give it to you on the other side. So... <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. No, anyway. you're fine. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, we have a good chat going on tonight. Um, I think we have a few questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kim's been writing them down for me because sometimes I get booted from chat, so I'm always having to refresh. Okay. Um, let's see here. One of the questions we had in chat was, um, do you still hear ghosts? Yes. Um, for a long time, I think everything kind of cooled off for me. And then I um, started up a fan page that had to do with just strictly paranormal stuff, you know. And also, I use it to market myself. If 
but a lot of it had to appear in order. But it seemed like things just kind of started like picking up again from there. And at the house I live in, I do hear a man and woman's voice talking Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Now, the only problem I have, though, is I can't make out what they're saying. I just hear like just like this mumbling, Mm -hmm. you know, like it'll be like on the other side of the door and I'll start hearing this mumbling. And then I'll hear one of them say, you know, it's like I hear like a woman mumbling, you know, and then all of a sudden I hear the guy say, yeah, they're in there. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm laying there and, you know, like any other natural born brave coward does mm-hmm. i slowly try to squint my eyes like so that it doesn't look like i'm looking but i am looking and I'm like, okay i don't see anybody standing there but i just heard somebody say they're in there and i'm like mm-hmm. you know slowly you know do the manly thing of slide to the floor because i know there's a tennis racket under my bed and i search the house and i'm like well nothing's here but it's like i swear i just heard you know yeah. this lady mumbling and the guy saying they're in there mm-hmm. oh that's since i think i do i have seen a guy shadow when walking through my house Mm -hmm. i think it's my out of all things my son's uh grandfather passed away when uh before he was born Mm -hmm. and i think that periodically i see him because i can't make out the shadow exactly but if you look at the height and kind of like the Mm -hmm. build build Mm-hmm. It um, looks just like his build and height, mm-hmm. so I suspect that he stops by probably at least three times and has walked into his room. Mm-hmm. And naturally, I run in there. And- As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And There's nobody there, but I think he swings through to actually look at his grandson. Sorry, I'm shivering on that. Um, but I've seen, I know I've seen him. And I'm the couple talking, I've heard them, mm-hmm. even though it's just a guy's voice. And other than that, I just hear like mumble type chatter. So, um, I know they're coming through in chat wondering if maybe you're a sensitive or a medium. Do you think, have you ever thought about that? Um, I have not gone to any extent to actually find out if 
I have any type of abilities. Mm-hmm. I think it would be kind of me guessing or, and I could be wrong or I could be right mm-hmm. by saying, saying something, but I'm like, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I've never gone through any type of uh, testing or went to a psychic to say, Hey, you want to help me mm-hmm. explore this to find out if mm-hmm. I have this, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I can tell you that I've kind of heard voices my whole life. I can tell you, mm-hmm. There are some paranormal stuff that I've seen that I absolutely cannot explain. And even when I Google it, I can't even find a remote answer to a couple of them. You know, so I mean, but no, it's pretty, pretty nonstop uh, my whole life. So, and even my son now, mm-hmm. you know, love to death, but uh, we'll be laying, I'll lay in bed with him for him to go to sleep because he's uh, three and a half. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I'll see him see him sit up and wave at the corner and say bye bye, and then he'll lay down and go to sleep. Oh yeah. So I've never heard him say good night yet. It's always you know okay. bye bye. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> I've seen him sit up and wave in the corner, and I look in the corner, and I'm like, like okay, and then I'll be like, who is who's there? Who's there? And he's like, oh no, just bye bye. And I'm like, that's it. You don't know who it is. Is it a guy or a girl? And he'd be like, he's like. Bye bye, and then you just roll over and go to sleep. And oh, wow. of course, I would love to drill him for questions, but at the same time, it's like he's been running me ragged all day. I'm kind of happy he's going to sleep. sleep. So, <laughs> exactly. <you know. laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Um, well, Nick was saying that maybe you need to like meditate or open up a little bit more. And see. I probably do. Huh? I probably I probably do need to meditate or, you know. Mm-hmm. find a way to try to channel or focus. So. My pen doesn't really work that way. All right, let's see. Um, let's see. One question is, what locations do you want to write about that trips your trigger? So is there any places that you... Kind of I, this is probably, probably like a million people that probably say this, but uh, I want to go to Scotland. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, ever since I've heard of um, um, crud, the cemetery there, the uh, Friar, Friar Cemetery, I think it is. It's like I have heard so many things about like horrible demon stuff from people being scratched and attacked from what some of the people that are there mm-hmm. to apparently a, a dog named Bobby that apparently spent uh, 15 years, like I guess going to his um, old owner's grave every single day. And then apparently after the dog passed away, apparently people still see the dog going into the cemetery every single day to its owner's uh, grave. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can't help but say, you know, I definitely would love to go to Scotland. That would be yeah. cool. That would be a cool place. I'd like to go to New Orleans. That one would be cool. With all that rich history there. That would be oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have stories of, like, loved ones that um, said that their loved ones were going to come back for them, but they never came back. And then people that apparently had been attacked by ghosts and had objects thrown at them and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. witchcraft, voodoo, and everything else. So I think even vampire websites say that if vampires are real, they're in New Orleans. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, 
one way to find out, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Well, we kind of answered that when you've seen shadow people. Well, there was one more that went with the shadow. Oh, okay. Um, Shay would like to know, what do you think shadow people are? Like, what's your opinion on them? You know, the strange thing is everything I've read and stuff like that, the shadow people, I really don't think that they're... Um, uh, people that haven't moved on. I think it's actually something more. You know, because I mean, it, whenever you hear about people that have uh, didn't move on and stuff like that, normally you can actually see something there, or you can make up some type of lines or features, or you know, they're usually like a white or some type of glow and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But the shadow people that I've read about, I think it definitely is something more. Because it always seems like it's always the same gentleman who wears like a, a hat and stuff like that mm -hmm. who seems to make his way around. I mean, I don't know. That one would be an interesting one to try to find out. It always seems like it's a person who is like pitch black who is wearing a hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get those a lot. A lot of them like describe like an Abraham Lincoln type looking person or, you know, that they yeah. see. I mean, part of me, like, part of me, when you asked that question, the first thing that popped into my head is, I think it's a modern day Grim Reaper, you know. But uh -huh. I, I, I don't really know. I don't think it is uh, somebody who hasn't moved on. I think it's definitely something, something more than mm -hmm. just somebody who passed away and didn't move on. So, <laughs> excuse me. Normally, normally, I think in most cases, it's usually connected with some type of evil feelings or evil acts and stuff like that. That seems like most people associate the uh, shadow guy with the black hat. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, but luckily enough, I guess, I mean, I haven't, I've never encountered any, any type of like really evil entities for the most part. So, I mean, the closest one might've been that weird lady walking up and down the street who seemed to vanish and smile at me, but mm -hmm. you know, I never actually went outside to actually encounter, encounter her. Right. So, but actually encountered, never had a Amityville experience or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, let's see here. Another question is, is they want to know if you've ever been on like an actual like investigation. I have been on ghost tours. Oh, okay. I haven't been invited um, to an actual investigation. Um, I think when you do like ghost tours and investigations, I think that a lot of people need to have a clear mind when they walk into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I was in Key West, I did a uh, ghost tour. Mm -hmm. And the people, like if you research the area and you know what's going on, you can easily spook yourself before you even walk into the room. You know, like with the ghost tour, the guy filled you up with all these stories. They were all true stories. But then all of a sudden, people would easily freak out over the littlest thing instead of trying to figure out, well, maybe that's a squirrel. Maybe that is something else. You know, so I think people need to walk in with like a clear mind and actually eliminate obvious things that it could be. There's too often, I think, people let their... I don't know, they just let, think, let the stories they've heard get to them first, you know. 
excuse me, I had a sneeze building Flush. up there. But I know, it's like it was raining and it's all hum humid here now, so my allergies are flaring up. Plus, I think it's Kim's house. I think I'm allergic to Kim's house for some reason. <laughs> Every time I come over here, I... It's me. <laughs> I'm allergic to Kim. <laughs> She's hiding over here in the corner. <laughs> She's trying to wave into the... Hi, dear. <laughs> um, let's see. Another question is... I think this was from Darren, maybe. He wants to know, is all of St. Augustine haunted? Do you know? Well, I don't think any place is like 100% haunted. I mean, I don't think if you walk around there, like every single house or every single business or every single everything is going to have a ghost in it. You know, that's just, it's not the case. Um, when you go to St. Augustine, though, they do have maps where they actually highlight the places where they have the either the easiest or the most um, actual encounters with ghosts. Now, if you go on different chat rooms and you talk to locals and stuff like that, you know, you'll get the same stories kind of like you do with people who live in old communities from the 1800s where they'll be like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I see this uh, figure of a lady walking through my house and then she vanishes. But, you know, she never breaks anything or does anything. So, you know, we just kind of accept that she's there. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, they highlight where all the major hotspots are for people, mm -hmm. you know, like the jail the fort and stuff like that mm -hmm. but if you talk to locals and go on different websites you know i would say that there are a lot of houses that are haunted with just a regular spirit mm -hmm. and people just like no big deal it's just kind of there which i think you know people who live in a, ha a haunted house um that's how they're like they're like no it's just kind of there it's not the conjuring or anything they're just there and we accept it and it's uh, no big deal so yeah no i would say that not 100 percent, but i would say that there's a lot of haunted locations that um they don't talk about they just you know talk about the big ones you know for the uh well the tourist factor mm -hmm. you know because i mean they have five six different haunted tours you can do so they always they have these highlighted spots but then you talk to like i said the locals and they'll tell you Oh, no, 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 yeah, my uh, cousin lives in a haunted house, and he says that sometimes his dishes, or he'll leave his drink on the counter, and next thing he knows, he goes, his drink's gone. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you always hear all kinds of stories about places that just aren't active enough to warrant to be on a ghost tour. Right. But yeah, the locals talk about it, and they'll be like, yeah, no, no, yeah, this and that, and that person I saw walk across the floor, I'll hear my front door open when I'm in bed and I'll go downstairs, the door is locked, the house is empty and but, you know, I swear I heard the door open and close. So you know, you'll hear stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I mean so that's just common to any old town that people will tell you, Oh yeah, yeah. Or I see this person that walks to the street in the middle of the night and I'll go and go for my morning jog and they'll be gone before I even round the corner and there's no place for him to go. And, yeah, no place I think is 100%. Right. But, you know, you do have those people that just have regular, I guess, spirits living in their house that they just accept because it, they don't harm or do anything. Mm -hmm. so. Yep, yep, I agree. Oh, let's see, man, the questions are just keep rolling in, so. <laughs> 
Um, let's see. Another question um, they had for you was, um, when writing a book and spending all those hours writing, do you start to see things? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Some See if reason that helps. Sound... Mm-hmm. I said for some reason they lost the sound. I wasn't sure why they lost the sound there for a minute. Oh, okay. So Kim was messing with it. Hopefully they can hear us now. That They're like, I hear something. <laughs> 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 it's probably yeah, me no. cackling. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, another question is, do your books give you weird dreams? Yes. Um, the Mary Walker one gave me a weird, weird dreams. Um, for some reason, I think it kind of made me paranoid about what's going on out front of my house, mm-hmm. you know, middle of the night. So it kind of caused me to start peeking out front in the middle of the night because I was trying to have like, these weird dreams of, of, um, some, of that lady walking in front of my house. And around the same time, I started reading stories online about uh, black-eyed children. So that did that didn't really help my dreams any, and caused me to be even a little bit more paranoid about, you know, okay, what's going on outside my house? You yeah. know, there, there's somebody there. So it, it did start triggering um, weird dreams and stuff like that. But I've always had strange dreams anyway, so I'm kind of used to it. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Here is another question. Um, they want to know, does a Catholic cemetery versus a regular cemetery, does it have a different kind, does it give a different kind to write about, I think, is what they're, they're wanting to know if, I'm not really sure. It's probably Darren. (laughs) He comes up with a lot of questions. Um. Oh, wait. A cemetery versus a graveyard? Like, like I think he's wanting to know, like, do you write differently depending on, like, if it was, like, a Catholic cemetery or regular? Maybe that's what he's thinking. I think that if you're looking at a Catholic cemetery, there might be a different backdrop for the story related to maybe things that happened in the church. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a cemetery, to a graveyard, you know, spooky is spooky, and 
you know, people who pass away are people who pass away. So, I mean, I think that story-wise, there can be pretty much the same thing just about. However, I think that when you connect it to a church, I think it definitely can give a different backdrop to the story and how the story evolved for for people. Because normally they always will attach it to, you know, things that go on in the church and stuff like that. Kind of like an, an outline that I have in uh, my computer mm-hmm. has to do kind of... Uh, has to do kind of with something like that. Yeah. Okay, next question is, what are your feelings about witches? I think that uh, movies and TV shows kind of uh, play them off as being more evil for story's sake. But when it comes to uh, when it comes to actual witches, witches, I think that they are more of a celebration of uh, earth and nature. So I think there's like people need to remember that for movies and TV shows, you know, it's more for story's sake where they make them, um, you know, evil and more devilish. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to real life ones, they are more of a basically a celebration of uh, nature and earth. You know, so it's kind of like you have two totally different things there, you know, to me. Movies versus real life. Yeah. So. I agree. Oh, we have another one here. All right. Do you think about writing about the un- or writing about known paranormal stories that may show your perspective on them? What do you mean, Nick? <laughs> I think that's from Nick and our... No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, repeat that one more time. Okay, so, so it says, do you think about writing... I wonder if he's wanting to know if, you, if, you, if you're thinking about writing about norm, paranormal stories, that it may show your perspective on them. I think you have to be careful when writing about known um, stories because, not to sound bad, but I think that it's easier for you to get butchered by people because, mm-hmm. you know, you're writing the story and there's gonna if it's a story that everybody knows and everybody's heard, somebody's always going to argue with you. You're going to be like, oh, no, 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 that's not how it happened. No, no, that's not what it's like. So I think that discussing your, your opinion is great out loud. Mm-hmm. But I think at the same time, though, you have to be very careful because online I wrote what I refer to as a uh, micro story about the most haunted house in Windsor, Maine. And all of a sudden it got shared over a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I had I feel like I had half the population of Maine saying, think, oh, yeah, I've been to that house. I saw a ghost here and I heard voices there. I lived there for a couple of years. And then I had this other group saying, no, you're full of it, and da 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 mm-hmm. And then I had my mother emailing me because she was receiving phone calls from relatives in Maine saying, it's okay to write stories, but you should really just change the names of the locations so that you don't uh, have to deal with this because your Aunt Wendy is calling me now. And I'm like, oh, sorry. You know? So, it, you know, kind of like, I don't know if that even answered your question. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, they're wanting to know about what are your, what do you feel about cryptids? Like, you know, 
I think that I'm not really sure what I think is alive now. Mm-hmm. But like when you look at, like I say, the uh, Loch Ness monster, mm-hmm. I think that 75, 80 years ago, I think that it was there. However, though, being, you know, 100 years later or whatever years later, I think that a lot of people look at it as wishful thinking that is still there, where I think that people need to be looking for a skeleton. Because I'm like, unless they can, you know, make everything itself, mm-hmm. how's it going to breed if there's only one of them in the lake? Eventually, it's going to die off. And Bigfoot, I know there's a lot of wilderness we haven't mapped out yet, mm-hmm. but in order for them to continue, I mean, they need to breed. So if there was a whole cluster of them, more than just one, you think that would be easier for them to find. So I think that they definitely existed up until a certain date. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there reaches a point where we should be looking for skeletons or graves or something like that. Because it just, to me, if there was all kinds of them where they were able to easily breed like deer, we'd be able to find them just like that. But mm-hmm. can't seem to find them, so... There can't be that many of them, and it risks the idea that they might have died off by now and people are just hoping. But there are some where I'm not really sure if I really believe in it. Like I read a story about the Arizona highway that there's a demon or cryptid that has literally run up beside cars going 70, 80 miles an hour on the road. Mm -hmm. And I kind of find that one a little hard to believe when a cheetah doesn't even go 80 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So... But, you know, some of them I do say yes, but I think they might have died off by now. Others, I don't know, maybe a story that's just been exaggerated mm-hmm. over, over time. Okay. So. Great. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, uh, what are your que- uh, views on Edgar Allan Poe? I think everybody loves Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, I do. Um. I wish I could remember the name of it, but my favorite one has to do with the guy being sealed in a wall in the, um, like in the basement. I think it was mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe. Um, I think the, uh, I think the weirdest thing though, when it comes to Poe, I think that would surprise people is when you read about the strange side of Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. versus the idea that if you read about his, uh, relationship, um, with the mother and daughter, mm-hmm. they're like so polar opposite. It's almost like, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where you have this strange, weird guy writing these really deep short stories and poems and all this other stuff. And then there's like, you read about his relationship over here and it's like Mr. Rogers wearing a cooking apron or something. And you just kind of stand there and you're like, this can't be the same person. But yeah, it's like, here it is documented. Here's the guy who's writing the Raven. And here's this guy that's like dinner at night and loving and caring and all this other stuff. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, no, I definitely love him. But when I started hearing about this other side, I'm like, eh, little, I don't know, strange. Yeah, we're hearing noises. <laughs> Maybe you're haunted, oh, or no, your friend. It literally looks like no. <laughs> it's not to me. It, sounds... it literally looks like somebody's standing out behind the curtain, but it's not. It's it's pretty gray outside. Are the sirens going that's off what outside? I, I, that's what I thought I heard was the tornado sirens. I keep going to listen. <laughs> It's looking a little funky outside. I keep going to listen, this but I don't an experience. <laughs> well, it seems like every now and then, um, 
Kim and I have something going on. Like one time I was talking to Kevin Killen, who is an author, and like just underneath me, the floor would start to shake. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. I ha- We have weird things happen while we're doing our show sometimes. And I'm surrounded by like 100 dolls. So it's like 200, 200, excuse me. Well, it is kind of inviting when you start discussing different things. It is kind of inviting, though, when you start discussing, you know, different subjects and stuff like that, you know, so. (laughs) You never know. Yep, it's probably there. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, Darren, we're in uh, severe thunderstorms and tornado watches right now. Oh, they're asking in chat. What state are you in? Uh, We're in Iowa. Oh, okay. Yes. Never been there. Sorry. <laughs> You're not missing much. Whole lot of corn. Whole... <laughs> That's about it. Fields. Nothing but fields. Um, let's see. This is a running question here from one of our listeners. Um, he kind of keeps a tally. Um, what's the one object in the world you never want to be haunted? My toothbrush. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> haven't never heard that one before. No, haven't heard that one. That's a good wanna, one. Uh, I don't want to stick a haunted object in my mouth. I mean, that'd be no. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, let's see here. Um, before we start to wrap things up, why don't you um, tell us where they can find your books, where they can find you, all that. Okay, well, if people want to stalk me, um, I live in Orlando, (laughs) Florida right now, um, and I would probably be very flattered to be stalked initially. Uh, (laughs) uh, Actually, I'm very surprised, actually. I did it the other day where I was not, I wasn't stalked the other day, but I was surprised the other day when I found the number of websites that uh, my books were actually on. Oh, awesome. They were on like uh, Barnes & Noble and um, the Walmart website and books a million and then they're also on a website in canada and australia and another one in england that i didn't recognize but when i looked up the locations they were um internet um publishing companies in these other countries so i was like wow it's like i didn't realize that i was on like 10 different websites in four or five different countries i was like like i don't know it's quite a high for me that day i'm very happy so that's awesome that is awesome yeah, I got yours off of Amazon through the Kindle, so that was easy. And oh, yeah, I mean Amazon is like in like ten different countries, mm-hmm. so I knew about Amazon. That was just when I Googled my name and found it in, you know, Books a Million and Barnes and Noble. I was like, oh wow, like, I'm <laughs> stepping up a little bit. I mean, I'm in these now. <laughs> so. Um. And then you have another book that you're working on right now, correct? Yes, Across the River. Okay, so. across, across the River. Um, do you have maybe a expected time for that to be out? If I don't keep torturing myself, um, I would definitely say it should be out sometime in June. Okay. I have The whole story is written out, mm-hmm. but in the middle of the rewriting process, and whenever I rewrite, I could take a... 50,000 word story and, and in the rewrite turn it into 75,000 because I just keep adding, adding, adding. I just, eventually I just need to reach a point where I'm just saying, all right, good enough. 
don't look at it again because every time you look, you keep adding and cutting and changing. So hopefully it'll be out in the middle of June. So. That's awesome. Uh, Shay was just saying, because Shay is um, one of the owners here for Paranormal uh, Buzz Radio, and she was saying that we are heard in, what, like six countries? Yeah. Yeah, but we don't know, she said. Yeah, but we don't know that. She just said so. So everybody could be listening to us right now. We don't know who's all listening to us. See, that's a that's a starting point. Before you know it, I might be seeing on the news that you have a show on the History Channel or one of these shows coming up or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or a special for October on, you know, for Halloween stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. You it's just amazing never how things happen. So. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when it happens, I'll be definitely bragging, like, hey, I was on their show. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to give quick shout-outs to everybody who was in chat tonight. Um, uh, we had myself, we had Matt, we had Kim here, we had Nico, Shay, Darren, Christopher, we had Nick, and we had I the Beholder. So thank you, everybody, who was in chat tonight. And thank you for everybody who was not in chat but listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, next week's guest is actually going to be... Um, Nick from Beyond Paranormal, he's in chat tonight, so make sure you guys tune in next week. Um, that's going to be another awesome show. <coughs> Excuse me. I had a sneeze. I was trying to hold it in there <laughs> to get through my spill. Um, and I'd like to thank our guest tonight, uh, Joshua uh, Dumas, tonight uh, for being on. And um, I hope each and every you have a good weekend, and uh, we will see you in chat next week. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being on. Thank you for listening to REP Paranormal and Friends. Be sure to check out Kim and Allison on Facebook at REP Paranormal Busters. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.